Hello everyone, welcome to Tani's Story Time. Today we will be reading about Wale Shoinka and his life from the Tani series. Today on the podcast, I have a new guest called Mr. Funny Dad. Whoop. And he will be reading some of the parts of Wale Shoinka's life. Okay, so, hi Daddy, welcome to my podcast. And please can you tell me about the place where Wale Shoinka was born? Because you were born in the same place. I told you that. Mummy? Well, she's right. So, Wale Shoinka was born in Abiokuta, which in Yoruba literally means... Under the rocks! Under the rocks, exactly. It's a um, place where many famous Nigerians are you, were born. Are you a famous Nigerian? I'm on your podcast, I must be, right? Uh, I think, I mean famous, that's in like, invented something? I'm working on it. Okay, uh, so, I wanted to tell you, Wale Shoinka is a novelist, a poet, a playwright, um, an activist, a professor, and a noble laureate. Mm-hmm. As a child... Aukirande Oluwole Shoinka had a healthy curiosity and a vicious, voracious. voracious appetite for reading and listening to stories. His mum was a trader while his father was a priest and a school principal. There was no shortage of books in their home. He read whatever he could find, including the Bible and the literature text, especially classical Greek tragedies and mythology. Of course, growing up in Abak- Abilkuta. Abilkuta, um, just under the rocks, um, he also got to hear a lot of Yoruba folklore. He soon noticed a link a link between the social tales and Greek and Greek mythology. These tales, books and the culture culture which in he was raised expanded by his mind and mind and and would later have a significant impact on his works across generations. By the time he was studying at government college in Ibadan, he stood out for his writing and acting in school plays. In the early 1950s, Wallis studied three of his childhood fascinations, English literature, Greek and, and Western history at the University College Ibadan. He also continued to write poems and play. As soon as his as soon as his literary um literary career career kicked off with Jeffy's birthday treat, a radio play written for the Nigerian broadcasting service in nineteen fifty four while at University College Ibadu Wolu started engaging engaging in 
pol political political activism activism and he and he has never stopped of course this was um surprising to many many after all his family had a legacy of activism yes in their abilta town his mother engaged in activist efforts led by a relative fumilayo ransom kuti who was an educator and rights activist his cousins olikoye beko and fela were also quite vocal as activists while alive on campus Wale and six others started the Pirates Confraternity to fight classism and other issues. In 1954, he moved to the United Kingdom to study English literature at the University of Leeds, both at the undergraduate and the master's level. While at Leeds, he worked as an editor for the satirical magazine Wait, The Eagle. Yes, she is. He also joined the Royal Court Theatre in London as a play reader. In 1958, The Swamp Dwellers, his first major early work, was performed. That play was soon followed by The Lion and the Jewel. In 1960, that was the year Nigeria became independent, actually, he won a Rockefeller bursary and returned to Nigeria to study African drama. Once back in Nigeria, Wally wrote books and he taught at universities. His plays often satirize societal issues. Do you know what satire is? Mm-mm. When you kind of make a joke of things that are serious. He reflected a rich knowledge of history and culture, often wrapped in humor. He also made music and released an album. I didn't know that. Unlimited liability company which featured Tunji Oyelano and his vendors. That's a weird name. Wale was vocal as an activist. If something was wrong, he said it, he wrote about it or did both. He especially spoke out against the governments of several countries around the world. Over the years, this earned the attention ire of Nigerian governments leading to several arrests and detentions of the playwright including a 22-month imprisonment during the Civil War. Wait, what does that mean? They locked him up. Why? For almost two years. Why? Because he was talking about everything. Why did they lock him up because he was talking about everything? They didn't like people who talked about everything. Made them feel weird. Wait, so in jail? Yes. Why? I know. Wait, when it was it when it was wait, when was this? When he was little or grown up? He was grown up, but he was still quite young. He's quite old now. Like a teenager. No, it was like thirties. Alright. Still nothing could silence him. While he continued writing and speaking even while in prison, he used materials such as toilet paper to jot down his thoughts. <laughs> Really, nothing was going to stop his voice from being heard. His prison memoir, The Man Died, was published a few years after the war. A few times, the threats to his life caused him to leave Nigeria. In 1975, 
After returning to Nigeria from one of such exiles, he became a professor of comparative literature and later the head of the Department of Dramatic Arts at the University of Ife, Osho State. Do you know anyone in your house who went to the University of Ife? Yeah, actually, and... Mama? Yes. Wait, Daddy, what does it mean by the man died? That's just the title of the book he wrote when he was in prison. Cool. So, in, 19, in the early 1980s, Wally published the first of his autobiographies called Ake, The Years of Early Childhood. That was a cool book. I like that one. In 1984... The military government banned his prison memoir. The man died. Despite efforts to silence him back home, his prominence only grew more around the world. He made history in 1986 as the first African author to be awarded the Nobel Prize for Literature. That was a big one. He was named a goodwill ambassador by the UNESCO in 1994, and only three years later, he was charged with treason for his criticism of the then military head of state, General Sonny Abacha. Again, Wally left Nigeria. Even after Nigeria's return to democracy in 1999 and his return home, Wally did not relent in his efforts to call out wrongs. For more than six decades, Wally has consistently written poems, plays, novels, non-fiction and essays. He also started or participated in several political groups, including the National Democratic Organization and the Democratic Fund for a People's Federation, which he founded in 2010. Despite being a critic of successive Nigerian governments, Wali Shoyinka served the country in some public roles, famously as the first head of the Federal Road Safety Commission from 1988 to 1992. In 2020, he surprised the world by releasing his first novel in 48 years. Wow! It was titled Chronicles of the Happiest People on Earth. And mommy has that book. Yep, it's a cool one. I'm waiting to read that one during my break. Um, he continues to stand out as one of Africa's greatest literary giants and remains politically active. He's a really cool Nigerian. I saw him in central London one day on a Sunday. Oh my God! What do you think I did? Um, help him? Well, I wish I could. I saw him going into a restaurant, so I dragged mommy and we followed him into the restaurant. And then the waiter was like, you know, I get you a table. I was like, no, I'm just here to say hello to the prof. I was like, Okay, and so we went over and we said, Hello, Professor Wale Shoyinka. We are very honored to meet you. Daddy, what did he do? He stood up and said, Hello, how are you? And we were like, We are fine, sir. <laughs> You're doing well, sir. <laughs> we were so pleased to see him. Um, and it was very cool because normally he doesn't like people just walking up to him randomly. But it was quite cool with us. Anyway, that's me. I'm going to stop reading. Well, 
thank you so much, Daddy, for joining on my podcast because I know you wanted to be on it. Mm-hmm. And to my people of the podcast, thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed that Tani sign off. Ciao.